Do we have a special this morning? I'm not going to sing for you. You got something? Miss Jennifer? Y'all got something? Hey, do that, uh, <laughs> How Great Thou Art. You got that?
Danny, will y'all raise the screen? Thank you. Y'all give us just a second. Lord, bless me to sing, but not to transpose anything.
18. 1 Kings chapter 18. I hate I called them out, but I'm glad I called them out. 1 Kings chapter 18. Next Sunday we'll be starting our revival service. And I hope the services doesn't just contain the revival fire. It can start right here this morning. And I want to encourage you to be here next Sunday, to be here every service. Please make plans to be here. We have uh, cottage prayer every, well, I say every night, Monday, Thursday, and Friday this week. Please be here for this. Let's prepare our hearts for revival. There's people scattered. We have more sick. Man, there is more sickness around, people traveling, and I was so thankful to see the crowd when I walked in this morning, And but I tell you, the devil's working overtime, and uh, he is working everywhere I, everywhere I go, everywhere I look, and I just, I've been praying over there, and I've said, Lord, I just claim your blood, I just claim your blood upon this place, and I claim this blood upon this sermon, I claim your blood upon this property. I'm sick of the devil. I'm sick of him. And he can go many places, but he can't go where the blood is. And let's claim the blood this morning. And I'll tell you what, I'm ready for revival. Man, I could run and shout all morning after that that special. Boy, wasn't that good. Isn't God great this morning? Isn't God good? Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. I'm going to change things up a little bit this morning, but I'm just going to follow Jesus. 1 Kings 18 and verse 17, And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all of Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal four hundred and fifty. And the prophets of the grove, four hundred, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people, and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are four hundred and fifty men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods." And I will call on the name of the Lord, and the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. If you would look with me in verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, that I am thy servant that I have done all these things that Thou word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that Thou art the Lord God, and that Thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell, 
and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to You. And Lord, I simply ask You to do something in our hearts and in this place this morning. Lord, maybe not to the stature of what You did through Elijah that day. But Lord, I pray that You would work in a manner in our hearts today. That we would see how real You are. That we could just be in Your presence And just see how great and how powerful and how wonderful you are. Lord, those people that day seen your greatness and your power. And Lord, we want to see it today. Lord, we need to see your hand today. Lord, we need to see your face. Lord, I pray that you cause your face to shine. Lord, revive our hearts and our souls. Send the revival fires to Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church and start in the heart of this preacher. Lord, will thou not revive us again? Lord, I know you will, and I know you can, and I just can't wait. But Lord, your people are going to have to call upon your name, and we're going to have to seek your face, Lord. And we're going to have to turn from our sins. And Lord, then we will hear from heaven. And you're going to heal our land. Thank you for that promise. I love you, Lord. Lord, I lift you up this morning. Help me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. How revivals get started. The psalmist David cried in Psalms 85 and verse 6, Will thou not revive us again? that thy people may rejoice in thee. I love what the psalmist David asked. He asked the question to the Lord, Will thou not revive us again? The word revive means to restore. And he's simply talking about saved people. He said, Lord, will you not restore your children again? Will you not restore your children again to the place that we may rejoice? That word rejoice in the Hebrew means to praise. The literal translation means to praise. He said, will you not restore us so that we may praise you again? And I love that. He said, don't restore us for us. Don't restore us so that we can do this or we can do that. But restore us for the simple fact that we have lost our praise in you. Restore us to the place that we begin, that we may begin to praise you again. Let me tell you something as God's people. When we have lost our praise, we need a revival. And this is what I notice he said, that we may rejoice in you. I'll tell you what, we need a revival when we've lost our praise. And we need a revival when we can seem to praise about everything but the Lord. There is something wrong with our hearts. There is something wrong with us. When we get in a place as a child of God, that we can rejoice and praise about everything except for the things of the Lord. 
I'll tell you what, there ought to be nothing in this world that should thrill your heart more than your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if we're not in that place this morning, then we need to be revived. The psalmist David said, Will thou not revive us again? Thy people, not the lost people. Not, not the people of the world, but your people, God, your children may have revival. We look here in 1 Kings chapter 18 and we see a mighty revival fixing to get started. And I want to look very quick at how this revival started. What took place to get this revival going? I want you to notice in verse 21. Elijah comes. The prophets of Baal have taken over Israel. Ahab and Jezebel is in control. And they have taken over. And it says here in verse 21, Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow Him. But if Baal, then follow Him. And the people answered him Not a word. Number one, the people are confronted. If there is going to be a revival, we must be confronted. Notice this. The people are in this place because they have turned to false idols. The reason they needed revival, because they were worshiping these false idols. And so, uh, Elijah came to them, and the first thing that he began to do was to confront them. He confronted them about their idols. He confronted them about their sins. He confronted them about their unfaithfulness to the Lord. He confronted them. He called it what it was. And he said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow Him. But if Baal, then follow Him. What a bold statement. What a bold uh, statement that he made to these people when he came to them. But let me tell you something. The man of God went to them and he confronted them. He confronted them and he said, listen, you've been falling down before these false gods. You've been in this lifestyle of sin. You have been unfaithful to God and you have done everything but be obedient to the Lord that has brought us out and brought us in. And he said, this has got to stop. And today you need to make a decision of what you're going to do. I'm telling you, if revival's going to get started, we're going to have to be confronted. And the reality of it is, is there is sin in our life and there are false idols in our life and there is unfaithfulness in our life, just like at that time, that can still creep up in the life of God's people. And when God's people allow idols to creep in, allow sin to creep in, then we begin to put God on the back burner. If we have put God on the back burner, we need to be revived, okay? And if that revival is going to get started, then we must be confronted, number one. And we must confront the very thing that is standing between us and God. And if there is a sin that is standing between us and God, then we need to deal with it. If there is an idol that is standing between us and God, then we need to deal with it. By the way, an idol is anything that you put before the Lord. You don't have to mold anything into a little idol. Anything that you put before God is your idol. 
And if there's anything in your life that you put before the Lord, you need to confront it this morning. And it needs to be confronted. I have prayed. We have had cottage prayer meeting this past week. And we've prayed every night. Lord, give the preacher the sermons that he, that you want us to hear. Give him the very words and the very sermons that we need to hear. And why is that? Have y'all ever gone to church and the preacher's preaching? You know how sorry these preachers are. Man, they, man, they'll get all over your toes. And man, I've had people come out and say, preacher, have you been talking to my wife? Have you been, have you been talking to my husband? How do you know? And man, every time I come here, man, you just preach the very thing. Let me tell you something. That's not me. That's God. And that's God confronting us. And that's God confronting us and standing up to us and saying, listen, I'm trying to talk to you. And I'm trying to deal with you about this sin and these false idols that's in your life. And I'll tell you, when the speaker gets here next week, some of these messages and sermons may be a little tough. Man, sometimes it it may be a little tough to swallow some of these things. But the whole purpose is God is confronting us. And if something is standing between us and the Lord, He will confront you and He will confront me. And I pray that He confronts us. And I pray that we look at what's standing between us and we acknowledge that very thing that is holding us back from having revival. These false idols were everywhere and they stood in the way. May I tell you, if Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church is going to have revival, there may be an idol-breaking ceremony that needs to take place before revival can begin. And I love every time... In Israel that there was a revival. The very first place they started, Brother Allen, was at the high places. The high places is where they took all of those false idols and they worshipped those false idols. And when they began to get right with God, they would go to the high place first and they would start destroying those very things that stood between them and God. And hey, let me tell you something. If we're going to serve God, we're going to have to take that thing away that stands between us and Him. And when Israel would get right and get revival, they were going to have to tear it all down. Well, preacher, I'll have revival, but I'll also have this. And I'll also have this. Friends, you can't have the both of best worlds, okay? The best of both worlds. i get there in a minute. You can't have both. It's one or the other. And that's exactly what Elijah is saying. If God is God, then serve Him. Is Baal, if Baal is God, then serve Him. How long halt ye between two opinions? We need to be confronted. Number two... The people are challenged. Notice verse 24. And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God answereth, and the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Not only are they confronted, but they're challenged. I have prayed during these uh, prayer meetings that God would challenge us. That he would challenge us, not only confront us, but challenge us. And I love what Elijah did. These people, man, they put their all in these false idols. And so Elijah said, well, if they are as big as you think they are, then let's just put them up and let's prove their power. Man, I like that. He challenged them. 
He challenged them. And he said, let's just see how great and how powerful these false idols are. And he said, I want you to go kill a bullock and get a sacrifice. And I want you to build an altar. And I want you to throw the wood up there, but don't put no fire under it. But lay the sacrifice down there. And I want you to do everything that needs to be done to burn a sacrifice, but put no fire under it. And I want you to call upon your God. And I want you to call and I want you to ask your God to send fire down to this sacrifice, to this pile of wood that it may burn this sacrifice that you may offer it up. Are y'all with me this morning? And so they began to do that and they built this altar and they gathered everything together and they put this wood under and they began to cry out and they began to cry out and they began to cry out and their God did not answer them. You know why their God did not answer them? Because their God was dead. A dead God cannot answer you. And they begin to cry, and they begin to cry, and their God did not hear their prayer. And so they got up, and they begin to cut themselves. And they begin to cry, and they begin to weep. And they begin to shout out, and they were so, man, I'm telling you, they were wore down, they were beat down, they were discouraged, they were disappointed, because their God let them down. Let me tell you something, every false God will let you down. And if you put a man before God, if you put your family before God, if you put anything before God, they will let you down. And the very thing that stood between them and revival, the thing that they were so faithful to, they called out and that very thing let them down. Let me tell you something, your idol will let you down. That sin will let you down. It will cost you more. It will take your family from you. (laughs) It will steal your joy. It will steal your peace. It will steal that excitement. It will hinder your worship. It will get in the way. And I promise you that idol is in the way. And I want to challenge you this morning to put that idol in a place that you test it. I want you to put that idol up in that place just like Elijah did. You say, preacher, that's crazy. Well, friend, we worship them. So let's put them up there and let's just see how real they are. And I'm going to tell you, when we get to glory land, we're going to realize that all of this junk that we worked so hard for didn't mean nothing. Didn't mean anything. And may I tell you that the, there's only one God in this world and it's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there's only one that won't let you down and His name is Jesus this morning. And I challenge you. I challenge that very thing that we have standing between us and God. I want you to lift it up. And I want you, I challenge you to lift it up and just see how far it will take you. And I promise you it's going to let you down. I promise you it's going to discourage you. I challenge you today. Are y'all ready for revival? Are y'all ready to see the revival fire come? Well, number one, they were confronted. Number two, they were challenged. And number three, they were convicted. Verse 36. I may just start shouting in the Baptist church this morning, but it's going to be okay. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that Thou art God in Israel, and that I am Thy servant, and that I have done all these things at Thy word. Hear me, 
Oh, hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that Thou art the Lord God, and that Thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. Let me just tell you what Elijah did. Elijah said, I'm going to test God. And I'm going to show you how big God is. And he, he dug this tunnel around. And he poured water everywhere. If you know anything about fire, you don't put water on it if you want it to burn. Okay? And there's a to have a fire, there's a fire triangle. And water puts out one of those three elements of a fire triangle. And if you want to put that fire out, then you just put a little water on it. Because it will smother that fuel. It will cool that heat. I'm telling you that it will suffocate that oxygen and you can't have fire where there's water. And he said, let me just show you how big my God is. And he got the water out and he went to pouring water. He went to pouring water and he filled up the tunnel and he filled up the sacrifice. I'm guaranteeing you there was a flood that day on that altar. There was a flood that day on that sacrifice because Elijah said, I just want to show you how big my God is. And here are these people that are crying. Here are these people that are bleeding all over and they need something. They need help. Let me tell you what they need. They need revival from an Almighty God. They need something to come down from heaven and get their attention. May I tell you, they need the hand and the work of an Almighty God. And Elijah got up there and he got to praying. Oh God, hear me. Oh God, listen to me. Oh God, I need You. Oh God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that Thou art the God in Israel. I love it when we put all of our false idols out of the way and we finally admit that there's only one God. There's not many gods. There's one God. There's one God. Can you hear me, people? There's one God. There's not many. There's not a few. There's one God, and His name is Jesus. And that day, Elijah got to praying, I'm sick of all these false idols. I'm sick of all of these things. And he said, there's one God. Thou art the God in Israel, and I am thy servant. And that I've done all these things at that Word. And here he goes, hear me. Hear me, O Lord. Lord. Man, God's people got to praying. Oh, they said, God, give us a revival. Oh, God, restore our hearts and souls. Let me tell you something. If we're going to have revival, it's going to start by God's people falling on their face and saying, Hear me, O Lord. Hear our cry. Shine, let your face shine upon this nation again. And here's this man. He's just pouring his heart out. Oh, he wants people to see God. Man, I want y'all to see God. I can't make you put the false idols down. I can't make you read your Bibles every day. I can't make you pray every... I can't make you be a soul winner. But I believe if I can just show you enough God that you'll get a good enough glimpse of Him that when He gets in you, He'll get all over you. And I'm telling you, if something as big as God gets in you, He ought to stick out somewhere. Amen? And I'm telling you, I can't do nothing for you but show you how big God is. And that's all Elijah did is here he is. And he got to praying. Lord have mercy. When God's people pray, things take place. You get ready, God's people. You get to pray and you watch what God does. He got to pray and people thought, well, he's crazy. Some of y'all probably thinking the same thing about me. <laughs> he done slapped, lost his mind. If that's what I got to be called, I don't give a flip. 
Because we need to see the hand of God upon us. We need to see how real He is. And oh, He got pumped up and He got to praying. Oh, God, hear me. Oh, God, hear me. And then fire fell down from heaven. And it consumed that burnt sacrifice. It, ah, man, this is a good redneck term. And licked up the water. Isn't that wonderful? Man, all that water out there, it licked it up. What was that? That was just God saying, this is how big I am. And fire began to burn. And all around. Now here it is. In verse 39. And when all the people saw it. I want you to see God. And I want something to take place. I'm telling you. I've seen it in that special. God is here. And when all the people saw it. We got to see it first. He's real. He's powerful. And when the people saw it, they fell on their faces. And when the people saw it, they left early. And when the people saw it, they gripped the pew. And when the people saw it, they took off running out the back doors. No. And when they saw it, they fell on their faces. When we see the power and the work of God, we need to fall down on our faces. God's here. God's real. How do we respond to that? We fall on our faces. You say, preacher, I'm already saved. Friend, you need to fall on your face if you see the Lord. If you see His presence, if you see His power. Notice what they said. The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Then people went to shouting. They went to shouting. He is the Lord. He, He and He alone is the Lord. David said, Will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? God's people, we have rejoiced in everything but the Lord. We need to rejoice in Him. We need to praise Him. I can't make you do anything. I, I, I can't make anybody be saved. I can't make anybody get closer to God. I can't do that. But if I can just show you Him, and if I can just preach in the accompaniment of the Holy Spirit of God, and just preach with His anointing from heaven, and y'all can see the power of God in this, and in Him, that maybe y'all can just get a glimpse of Him. And that's what Elijah did. He didn't do nothing special. He just had a heart of faith, and he prayed, Lord, I want them to see you. Man, we done got it down. If we have the right special, if we have the right song, man, if we can manufacture this and manufacture that, friend, we don't need to manufacture anything. We need to see the Lord. We need to see His face. We need to see His power. We need to see His hand. And instead of when we see it running out, we need to fall on our face and answer to every conviction He puts on our hearts. God's in this place and He's working in a mighty way this morning. And He's going heart to heart. And He's taking the Word of God. And He's piercing and dividing asunder. I'm telling you, God's powerful. God is mighty. I'm telling you, my God's not just the God of the Old Testament. He's the God of today. And that same God that rained manna down from heaven is the same powerful God that can save us and set us on fire this morning. You say, preacher, you don't lost, you don't slap lost your mind. I have. I have. But I want revival. 
And I don't want just a bunch of services. I know what you're going through and so do you. We need to confront it. We need to be challenged. And we need to be convicted. When those three things take place, then revival's going to start. God's been presented. He's been exalted. Sometimes I try to do too much. But my job is to lift Him up. And He'll draw all men unto Him. He's been lifted up. And the Holy Ghost of God is in this place working among us. And if He's convicting you and working on you, then you need to answer. If He's telling you it's time to be saved, then it's time to be saved. If He's telling you it's time to get right, then it's time to get right. Maybe He's just telling you you hadn't been excited enough. Maybe He's just telling you that you're doing everything right, but I just want to encourage you to keep on going. We need to answer the Lord this morning. Just look at Him. Just experience Him. Oh, if I was the best preacher. (laughs) Oh, if I could preach better. I wish that I could draw it up a little better for you. I wish I was better at words. I wish I had a doctorate degree, but I don't. But I just want to show you who He is. And that day, heaven came down. And it filled up that altar. And I'm telling you, it can, it can catch on fire today. But we gotta see him. We gotta fall on the face. I'm gonna hush. And I'm gonna let the Lord do the rest. I want you to respond to him. Let's stand. Very quiet, very reverent. Miss Dean is playing. Y'all answer him t- this morning. in this place if you need to be saved would you come if you need to join the church would you come if you need to come be baptized would you come answer the Lord this morning this morning. Y'all come.
God's people said. Well, I'm excited. Me and Brother Carl's excited. We're the only ones up here that's excited. I'm picking with y'all. Isn't God good? I love y'all. Why we come here and our intent every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night is just that God may be seen. I do too much sometimes and I got to get out of his way. But all we got to do is lift him up. And he's been lifted up this morning. And as we go forward this week, I encourage you to fall on your face and pray for revival. Fall on your face every day and pray for revival. Monday, Thursday, and Friday, we're going to fall down together in a couple different homes. The schedule's in the bulletin. Be there for that. If you're here and you've never been